My name's David Silverberger, and I lose to stat corrections. Yeah, I already know how I'm going to incorporate that into as an intro, in, like disruptor, and then transition that to a bet stamp uh, endorsement shout out. Well, good luck. I'm already recording audio on the other side. Perfect. Well, here, let me uh, give you permission to record the uh, video then, because I forgot to do that. That's what I guess you you're not even going to edit out anything we just said. Nope, because uh, you're an idiot, and you lost due to a stat <laughs> correction, and na-na-na-na-boo-boo. Fuck. God damn it. I do have to make some stupid intro video thing in the middle now. The beginning. Mm -hmm. Kind of yeah. blank space in the beginning. But... Feist beer, parallel 49. Yeah. So, as you all just heard from Corey, I uh, lost because of a goddamn stack correction as I sing about, literally sing about in the introduction of last episode. I had originally. Seemed to have beaten Drew of Drew's rants by 0.04 points. And then one of my players lost one yard. I don't know which one actually. I didn't see. But one of our players, one of my players on my team that started lost one yard, which is equivalent to 0.1 points. So now instead of winning by 0.04, I lost by 0.96. That's how math works. Uh, so. I am now four and three instead of five and two. I am fifth place in the league right now instead of third. Uh, I'm really pissed, but congratulations, Drew. You won. I mean, fuck, man. It's really disappointing. But you know what's not disappointing? Best Stamp. You should download Best Stamp. And when you do and you sign up, make sure to use the code FUCKEDUPFOOTBALL1. That's fucked. Just the word without the asterisk, like we have it in our video, right? No, no asterisk there. Up, like the direction I'm pointing in. Football, the sport we're talking about, and then the number one, not spelled out, just the digit. If you're not sure about that, just look in the description. I'm sure Corey will put it there. Do it. It's but great. why? Why do they want to use BetStamp, David? Well, you know, if you like to bet, this will let you compare different odds from various sports books around you that you can legally bet on. You know, it's great because they don't get any commission from your bets or anything like that, but it does allow you to, you know, track all your bets, see your success, and also sort of this community component where you can see other people's bets and, uh, after the fact at least, and see their records and sort of, you know, see if you want to take someone's advice or not, basically. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. If you're betting with us currently in the fucked up football fantasy podcast, Fuff Pod, if you want to follow us, F-U-F-F-P-O-D, you get a 92% return on your investment right now. You've made That's 170 bucks with us currently if you're following our bets. And we still have a long-standing bet that the Green Bay Packers are not going to make the playoffs, which I really like. So, yeah, if you are yeah. picking with us so far, you are definitely making some money. Hilarious. And Sam just messaged us in the uh, group chat, our uh, league Packers fan. Because apparently managers are going into the locker room. Let's get on watching the game right now, honestly. Of course, it currently is in the middle of Thursday night game. That's going to ruin all of my random leagues if if managers is going. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so who knows what's going on there. But All right, then. 
It's bets time then. Let's go. Maybe that's the part of the thing where I should just drink as much beer as fast as I can and see if I can actually just drink. chug. Yeah, the entire hilarious. time. Yeah. Yeah. Really impress our audience that way. How did we do last week, week seven, David Silverfuck? Oh, man. This might have been our best week yet, actually. This is, I think, only the second time we've ever both had winning records in the same week. Uh, and I think it's even better than last time. So, uh, <clears throat> in terms of, you know, player picks, we both actually nailed it. Uh, so we both had picked Burrow as our quarterback, uh, for last week. Uh, one of our three quarterbacks to be in the top three. We each got a win for that, but that's the only one we either of us got for quarterback. For running back, I had said Eckler and Jacobs would both be in the top three. They were, because I got two wins there. You would agree with me on Eckler and got one win there. Uh, we both agreed about Jamar Chase. Uh, we each got a win there, but unfortunately, now he's selling out for four to six weeks, um, apparently, or, or reportedly. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, not great news uh, if you've you know been relying on Chase this whole time. But congratulations, Brooke, uh, for having traded Chase two weeks ago uh, for Dalvin Cook, who, you know, I was concerned about that trade for Brooke because Dalvin Cook gets injured. Uh, it looks like that's going to potentially work out for Brooke here, depending on what happens with Cook, obviously. But we'll see. I mean, anyway, uh, then tight end. Uh, you got uh, one point for Kelsey. Surprisingly, not one from Andrews last time. Uh, I had picked Kelsey. I also picked Kittle on tight ends day, national tight ends day, and so I got two wins for tight end. Uh, two losses for a defensive uh, defensive kicker. Sorry, whatever. Uh, we both again lose both of our star and sleeper picks. Uh, but then <clears throat> games are pretty good. We had agreed on the Jets plus one and over Broncos and KC minus one over San Francisco. We both got wins there. Uh, in terms of what we disagreed on, I had Bears plus seven and a half over the Patriots. Got a win there. You had uh, picked the Patriots in that, and uh, they just lost outright. So, like, it crushed, surprisingly. Uh, then you had picked the Cowboys over the Lions minus six and a half. You got the win there. Uh, I the Cow- Lions look terrible right now. Uh, I had the Lions, got the loss. Final one, Giants, plus three over the Jaguars, what I picked initially, and then I also did plums two for Giants, minus three and a half over Jaguars. Got both those. So that's three wins for me. You had to pick the Jaguars. You get the loss there. All in all, I am 12 and five from this past week, 0.706. Bringing me to a 54 and 45 record on the season, 0.545. You... We're seven and four point six three six. Thirty-nine and forty-four and season point four seven zero. So getting pretty close to five hundred. I'm already decently above that now. And unfortunately you did overshoot point four two zero on your all time record. You are now point four two six all time. You were point four one nine last week. So you went up you know you only need point one more and you went up by point seven. Or point, I mean point zero zero seven, I should say. Yeah. What are you so. gonna do? Actually, 007. That's kind of cool. James Bond. Maybe we'll get some British fans from that. I don't know. Picks or players first? I feel like we've been doing uh, players first a lot, so why don't we do uh, games first? 
Sounds. Yeah, we didn't even discuss who the games are. This, so I'm just gonna be flying blind here, I guess. Usually we discuss that before you record. Well, that's too bad. You decided to be ridiculous in the beginning, so I jumped on it. Fair enough. Philadelphia Eagles minus 10.5 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Over-under is 43.5. This is a trap. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on this one, kid. Okay. I'm not confident in this. Uh, but such a ridiculous spread, and as bad as the Steelers are, maybe they cover that. Like, I don't know. I just think the Eagles are overrated a little bit just because they're undefeated and coming off a of bye week. I get it. But I have to take the Steelers plus 10.5 just because of the spread. If it was anything other than that, I would take the Eagles. But double digit spread is ridiculous. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm also going to be taking the Pittsburgh Steelers plus 10.5. That over-under is a tough one, but I think I'm going to stick with the under at 43-and-a-half. That uh, I'm going to kind of be checking out bet stamp and see if I can get a little bit better on that one. But yeah, I mean, that one just feels sketchy. It's just that's a ridiculous spread for, for an NFL game. Like most, I mean, some games are blowouts, but I don't know if this one will be. It's going to be interesting. It's definitely in Pennsylvania, so I don't think home field advantage really matters in in a way, but uh, at the same point in time, it's still going to be loud as shit in Philly for sure. Yeah. No, I I really don't see this being a... Yeah, whatever. Las Vegas Raiders at the New Orleans Saints. They're favorites, the Las Vegas Raiders, by minus one and a half. The over-under is 49 and a half if you're into that type of thing. I am definitely going with the Saints because I hate the Raiders. And I how could you not take the Saints with points at home? That's fucking Yeah, no, wow. it's the same thing. Definitely. Not a question. I mean, we might be wrong about this, but hey, last time we agree on two games, we were right about both of them. So maybe we'll get that here. And hopefully we'll separate in the next three because not really it's fun when we agree on things. I'm definitely going the over at 49 and a half. I think it's going to be a shootout. I'm hoping it's going to be a shootout. This Listen, one can't wait. Indianapolis. Yeah, I think Devontae Adams had a great game. Certainly. Uh, I think he might not be playing. Oh, that would suck. He is sick and he is optimism that he will be over it for the weekend, but not guaranteed. So. Damn. All right. Well, we'll see. Washington yeah. commanders. They're minus two and a half underdogs on the road in Indianapolis. Over under is 39 and a half. That's right. The Indianapolis Colts are minus two and a half. The Sam Erlinger led Indianapolis Colts are minus two and a half favorites at home to the Washington Co. Manders. What do you say, David? Are we really picking a Colts Commanders game right now? Oh, man. Yeah, that's happening. Let's go. Uh, I guess the Colts, because Commanders are just really just not a team. I'm taking the comeback—it's plus two and a half on the road for sure. After the Heineke performance in the second half, I'll be taking the Heineke on the road at plus two and a half. I really am not. Uh... Sam Erlinger is bad. Okay, he's bad. Yeah, I've never seen play. Bad. And that's all uh, that's all that anybody needs to know. This guy's terrible. So I really would be stacking the commanders again this week, all money in. Mm. 
You're going to love this one. Brooke, what do you think is going to happen? Can you imagine this, that your favorites going into this game, the Seattle Seahawks are minus three and a half favorites at home to the overinflated New York Giants. The over-under is 44 and a half if you're into that type of thing. David, just tell me that you're going to take your Giants so I can take the Seahawks and make Brooke happy. Right. So what what do I need to do is all this pretty good at times two on this one. What do what do you what do you want me to do? The opposite, minus three and a half for Giants? No. Minus six and a half Giants. No. I'm not gonna do that then. Because we don't win by that much points. Like we we, we win these coastal games. Right? Yeah, because so you're a bunch of flukes. You can go either way, every game. Bunch of flukes. Yeah, well, I'm going to take Giants three and a half, though, over the Seahawks easily. Excellent. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks minus three and a half. That's a lock sandwich for sure. I also want double because I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks minus six and a half. Even minus seven and a half. I mean, by more than a touchdown and a field goal. I don't know what I mean. No, it's eight points. Seattle's fucking doing crazy things. They beat by a touchdown, and that's amazing for them. What's up, Spazzo and Silverback? It's time for Drew's 30-second rant, volume six, season two. Let's start off by saying a big fuck you to fucking Silverback, you fucking fluky, fucking fluke, fluke, fucking fluky, fucking flukishens. Holy fuck, that was a fucking fluky fucking fluke, buddy. Fuck you, you fucking fluky fuck. Point for my ass. And fuck you, Damien Harris. I mean, that guy is a supreme soup can jobber. That's what he is. Holy fucking fuck you too, Mike. Who's got more points now, bitch? And I got a better record despite that fluky fucking loss. Garbage, but I didn't say about him because my bike's running by. Uh, JT, yeah, buddy, it's time to really start going because 13 points ain't fucking cutting it, buds. And how about Tom Brady? Is anyone loving the demise? Is anybody loving the fucking demise? Because I sure am. Hey, Brady, the Tampa Bay Brady's. The overrated Tampa Bay Brady's. You can have that diet all you want, bro. You ain't throwing touchdowns. You're getting clobbered by the Carolina Panthers. That's my rant. I'm out. That Thrasher's scoring. Somebody give me a freshie. I will also mention I have a side bet right now with Brooke in real life where uh, it's just a straight pick em, uh no points either direction, uh, and uh, whoever loses gets the winner a uh, care package for our fur babies. So, cute little bet. Cincinnati Bengals minus three and a half on the road again. To the Cleveland Browns, 46 and a half is the over-under. Currently, this game is minus three and a half. I'm not sure if that line has moved since the Jamar Chase thing, but the latest on bet stamp is about minus three and a half. David, what are you going to do? Bengals. Because the Browns are the Browns. I'm taking the Browns plus three and a half at home. Not confident about this one, but they're at home, and I've seen funnier things happen with the Battle of Ohio. Okay, fair enough. Well, I guess that means it's time for our player picks. I 
timed that one a little bit better with the beer swig, and it's good because you coughed. Yeah, I'm very coughing nowadays. Josh Allen, Kurt Cousins, and Joe Burrow. Really? Yes. That's funny. I had Allen, uh, Hertz, and Cousins. Yeah, Burrow, I still think, is going to be have a good fantasy day. Might not lead to win, but good fantasy day. Mm. The Vikings are going to smash. Interesting. They're going to crush Kyler Murray. Yeah, I think so. And, I mean, Josh Allen for, because Green Bay is also just garbage. And Josh Allen, I mean, any given week, you can pick him when he's, you know, available. If he's not on ball, you're playing on Thursdays or maybe injured at some point in the future. Hopefully not. I mean, I don't have many leagues, so whatever, but you never know. Anyway, uh, running backs, I have Derrick Henry because he just always kills the Texans, apparently. Uh, so that's an easy one. I'm going to take my boy Saquon Barkley because he's just a beast until he gets injured. I'm going to take him, you know, a good chunk of the weeks. Uh, and I actually think it's not going to be so much of a passing day necessarily for the Bengals. I think Joe Mixon's going to have a day. They're just going to, like, switch gears and just run the ball down their throats. And Joe Mixon just has a day for once uh, in a few weeks now. So, yeah, running back. Derrick Henry, Kenneth Walker, and mm. Tony Pollard. Okay. Well, I hope Walker pans out like that again because that'd be great for me. Well, he's playing a terrible Eaton's. defense, so he's definitely going to run through them. That's pretty easy. Derrick Henry, you've already covered. And, uh, well, Zeke's injured. So that mm. immediately makes Tony Pollard a top 10 play for sure without even question. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. We'll see. Okay. Who do you have for your wide receivers? Probably the same three that you two. Maybe. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, and Stefan Diggs. Oh, close. Okay. Uh, the only difference is I had Cuppets of Hill. Yeah, I figured. I really like the matchups that are going on here for sure. Again, Justin Jefferson against Arizona is absolutely hilarious. I think it's going to be a huge air yeah. day over there. And I mean, who on Green Bay is going to fucking cover anything of the wide receivers over in Buffalo? I mean, right. that's just going to be absolutely crazy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Tyreek Hill is going to do Tyreek Hill-like things against Detroit because Detroit is Detroit. Yeah, no, I mean, I think he'll probably will do that. I just, for whatever reason, kind of thought Cup had a better shot this particular week. Um, I mean, just he's facing San Francisco, and I could see him just having a game because uh, they really didn't do well against San Francisco last time. Um, so they might kind of reverse that in this matchup. Anyway, uh, Titans were really hard to pick this week because Tulsa is by. Mandridge was already playing by the time we started this episode, so he wasn't available to pick. So the two sort of automatic people we always pick, like we actually can't pick this week, which is good to sort of mix it up, I guess. Anyway, Ertz has been pretty much the third best cutting consistently, so I'm taking him. George Kill finally looks like George Kill again, so maybe he'll do that two weeks in a row. Get him. Uh, and then we, I mean, just covered it. The build offense is ridiculous. And Dawson Knox does not always have a great game. But he does have one every now and then with like two touchdowns. I feel like that might be this might be one of those two touchdown weeks for Dawson Knox. Uh, so, yeah. I actually have Ertz and Knox together in a league. And I usually just start Ertz because it's better, but I'm struggling with which one to start this week. 
they, mo- they both might go off. I don't know. But you got to tie Well, the obvious play here is Irv Smith Jr. for sure. I picked him up in the armchair league, and that was for a good reason because the Arizona Cardinals are 31st to tight ends this year. They're allowing the most points, so I'm definitely going to be taking that guy. That's easy. George Kittle, for obvious reasons, the Rams are a pretty shit team, and I think that Jimmy G is just going to dump it to Kittle all day long. The third one, I'm surprised that you didn't pick up on, but Greg Dulcich, Dulcich from the Denver Broncos. I have no idea why they love him so much over there, but they love this guy over there. We've got a game going on at Jacksonville. I think Greg Dulcich, Dulcich was going to have a pretty standout opportunity against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm, interesting. All right, so real quick, I know you hate this, but my defenses and my uh, kickers. Oh, actually, I like the first one. Uh, I'm taking Cowboys because they're the best defense in the league right now. Um, so if somehow the Cowboys are available in your league to pick up because they're facing the Bears this week, they're fucking not good offense generally. They have a great week on Monday. That's it. They're not going to do that against the Cowboys. Sorry. Also, I'm taking the Eagles. Fuck you, Mike. Uh, they're facing Pittsburgh. Even though I think Pittsburgh might cover, I don't think they're going to have the offensive game. Eagles are good defensive stream. And then Colts against the Cumbuckets. Uh, Heineke is just not going to be like what he did last week, this week. I don't think. I think Colts will have a good defensive game. And that's why I think the Colts are actually going to win that game by more than two and a half points. In terms of my kickers, the young ho, who. Uh, going against the Panthers, he is kind of an off kicker, but he could have a great game against the Panthers. Uh, plus, also the field cons offense is not good, so they can move the ball, but not necessarily score all the time. So he has a good chance of getting a lot of field goals. Uh, then McPherson from the Bengals. Uh, you know, I don't know how many field goals we're taking versus how many extra points against Cleveland, but I think we're taking a lot. And a staple in my picks, even when he isn't playing, uh, Daniel Carlson. I'm picking because he actually plays this week, as opposed to two weeks ago when I tried to pick him without him having a game because he's on by. So I'm just keeping it up until I feel less shame about it. I don't know if it's nobody gonna fucking work, cares, okay. David. Nobody fucking cares about your kicker strategies. Nobody cares. Well, you know, congratulations to anyone who wins their league for streaming kickers. If you do, you're in the wrong league. <laughs> uh, who's your star? Who's your sleeper? Not that we ever get these two right, like, so rarely. Yeah, I'm boycotting these two this week. I'm already going to phone it in and take 0-2. I'm not even taking a sleeper stud. We have to fucking refigure out the sleeper stud because... Yeah, it's, it's so hard to just get specific, like, stats, right? Yeah. Like it's just absolutely insane. So I'm seeding those two this week because I've already made a bunch of bets picks in the last episode, uh, a few long terms there. I got a little out of control. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to forfeit the 0-2. I was, again, going to talk about this with you in our little, you know, pre-production thing that we usually do. But, again, you decided to be ridiculous, and I took advantage of it. So we're here now, and this is what happens. This is almost like live television at this point in time, David. It's kind of interesting. It really is. Fuck yeah. it, we're doing it live. Anyway, I do have a star to stay prepared for this. Uh, so my star is actually a copy and paste from yours last week. You said Derrick Henry, 100-plus yards, 1-plus touchdowns. He still hasn't done that all year. He had that uh, triple-digit yards last week, but not touchdown. 
he definitely will have more than that, you know, this week against the Texans. So, yeah, 100 plus yards and touchdown for Derek Henry, definitely it's going to happen. Here's my sleeper, and it's not a sleeper based on where he was drafted in fantasy. Based on his, like, actual performance on a week-to-week basis and the fact that this is just not happening yet this season, amazingly, for where he was drafted, your favorite tight end in the league. I'm not talking about Jason Hill. I'm talking about actual tight ends that play that position for in real life. Uh, I'm talking about Kyle Pitts on the Fail Clowns. He has had one 50-plus yard game, and he has had a single touchdown this season. He did not do those in the same game. I think he's actually going to do that in the same game. He's got 50 or more yards and amazingly a touchdown. This will be his second of the year, third of his career. So, you know, uh, I think that's a pretty bold prediction. Uh, he, he's not just something he does on a week-to-week basis. I'm just saying that. So that's my sleeper. And uh, I think we already did the, the game, so that pretty much covers it, right? Anything else we need to talk about for this upcoming week? Jamar Chase is out for four to six weeks, as you covered yeah. earlier. So wanted to go over that a little bit. Obviously, you got T. Higgins and Boyd. There's also Mike Thomas, who is available. Um, I wouldn't really go in on him. Uh, he definitely yeah. seems to be a third option, to say the least. So not really too I big wonder, on that. I wonder how it's going to impact Hayden Hurst, actually, more than whatever the fuck. That guy's name you said was I already uh, forgot it. So it's so relevant. I already forgot. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing. Maybe they might start throwing it to Mixon a little bit more. Maybe they're just going to run Mixon any more. Uh, could see Sammy P Ryan kind of get in there a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I think there's quite a few mm-hmm. options. Uh, yeah, all players, so I mean, yeah, it's not like they're going to be you know harder for. Who Joe Bernie should get the ball to, like just because Chase is gone. I mean, obviously his favorite target's gone. That's going to affect them, but like, I'd be not, looking over to Indianapolis, but it's a little bit difficult as well. I know a lot of people are kind of big on Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell uh, as well. I'm not really that they're still in like the wide receiver like 40, 50 mark for me. They're down there, so yeah. it's a you got to roll with it. Just absolutely roll with it. See if you can kind of pick somebody up. I'm pretty lucky because I have a very, very deep bench. Um, instead of scoring probably 130, 140 points a week, I'm only going to probably score 110. So mm-hmm. that's still uh, fairly competitive to say the least. And, uh, yeah, we'll just have to find out and see how it plays out. But those are kind of be my options uh, over in Indianapolis, I think is kind of one of them, like I mentioned. Uh, there's a couple of guys that should still be available. Um uh, Obviously, we're going to see how Sam Erlinger does. But I know there's also a little bit of talk about Tyquan Thornton. Uh, I saw him actually get dropped for somebody to pick up Kadarius Tony, which is hilarious. So that's my transition. Oh, I, I, see, I keep seeing Tony getting picked up in different leagues, and it's, it's hysterical because I think this is not – this is like probably one of the biggest busts in Giants history uh, from a draft perspective, if not the biggest at this point. I mean, like, just he did nothing. He had, like, one good game, fantasy-wise, ever. Like – yeah, and he's he's just been injured and has had shit performances when he's been healthy. Otherwise, so that's one time ever. Yeah, he hasn't played a this is second season, but he still hasn't played a full game with his a full season worth of games yet between his season and a half so far. I mean, I just don't see any value to this guy. The fact that we got like a third and a six for him from the Chiefs is just like okay, cool. At least we got something back for what was a first round pick a year and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking Gettleman. Gettleman was the, whoa, man, one of the worst GMs in 
NFL history. Definitely worse than Giants history. I mean, who is worse, Josh McDaniels or Gettleman? I think Josh McDaniels, just in the perspective that he fucked up both sides. Like he was, like he crushed the Broncos draft for like six years. He just completely destroyed the Broncos when he was there. Yeah, right. He was so bad as GM, but also he wasn't a good coach either. I don't think. Oh yeah, no, for sure, definitely bad in both. But he really just because he was. Just because he had more control and more of an effect, I'm going to say Josh McDaniels. But in Giants history, at least, Gilman is definitely the worst. And he's going to be, like, probably bottom five GM of all time. I mean, just really took, like, now that the Giants were great before he you know, took over in the those last few years, but he took what was a rebuilding team and made it so much worse. Yeah, I agree. There's one game that I also want to get your opinion on. We're not uh, obviously betting on it, but I'm curious to know. What are your thoughts on the NFC South matchup in Atlanta with the Fail Clowns hosting the Carolina Panthers this week? The Fail Clowns are favored by minus four and a half. Nope. We, we covered this before. Uh, so Panthers then, because so often those NFC South games, I feel like more than any other division in football and in a field goal. Like, like, I feel like. Do you more know? Do you know? Do that. Only sixty, or sorry, only thirty-five percent actually agree with you. Sixty-five percent of the money or the popularity is going to the fail clowns at minus four and a half right now. I just don't know, man. Like, I just, I mean, the Panthers just beat the Bucks last week, right? Like that—that that was last week, right? I'm not forgetting that. I'm not misremembering that. Yeah, no, hundred percent, right? Yeah. So. I don't know that the Panthers aren't going to beat the Phil Clowns outright. I don't, whichever team was like favored, I was skeptical of that dog pretty much. But like, especially if it's more than three points and it's four and a half, you said, right? Like, yeah. what? That's, that's ridiculous to me. I don't, maybe, but like, probably not. I mean, I don't know. I don't see PJ Walker doing it again, man. That seems absolutely crazy. I know the maybe, Phil Clowns are the Phil Clowns. Are going to do it? Like, the fail clowns are the fail clowns, but I just don't think they're going to fail clown it like that. That just seems a little impossible know. to me. I don't know. They can fail clown anything. Fuck I think it. I think you're I think you're underestimating the fail clown ability of the fail clowns. Oh, you're not going to hear an argument from me on that one. Sorry, anyone listening to this that's like a fail a falcon. Sorry, falcon fan. Oh yeah, yeah because falcon. we start now at like episode fucking like. Do you actually know what episode this is going to be, David? You oh, don't, man, do you? what is it going to be? You haven't fucking figured that shit out yet, have you? You need to what pull your this? head out of your ass. This this right here is one short of the magic, or two short of the magic yeah, episode. Seven. So we need, to, we need to plan it out. We need to make sure that we have our good celebration. And yeah. uh, it's going to be a bets picks, ironically. That's kind of fucking hilarious. So yeah, maybe, yeah, we'll have to do something special, perhaps, mayhaps. We'll see. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, I really can't wait to get to episode 420. That'll be fucking amazing once we get there eventually. It'll happen seasons from now, if we're still doing this. A few seasons down the road. Seems yeah. to be going okay so far. What do you think? Uh, I think it's going pretty well. What do you all think? Maybe we could the poll this week. Do you think it's going all right? Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. This episode sponsored by BetStamp.app. Make sure you use the code FuckedUpFootball1. That's the number one after Fucked Up Football. They went in for us. 
They didn't even start out. They were like, yep, no, fucked up fantasy football is what we're going with. Thanks, Josh yeah. and team over there at BetStamp. I think we covered everything. We had a quick call yesterday to make sure. And I was like, Josh, we're already covering all this stuff. Listen to the fucking episode, bro. Yeah, right. Ha! Listen over there at BetStamp. Jesus Christ. We're talking about the aggregation. We're talking about the different books. This is actually a pretty cool app. Not going to lie. I like when you go yeah. to select the game. And you can see all the crazy different books. And it's actually wild for me on that part, being a betting nerd, to see all the different books and how vast the different odds are. Because I only used to be with one or two different books. Now that I have the ability to do the aggregator thing, I'm signed up to like seven of them. So I get to see all the crazy. I get to see all of the different comparisons. You know, again, the amount of books are going to vary depending on the region that you're in. Isn't that right, David Silverberg? But, yes, you know. Yes. But if you're in a region that you have all books, send up for a bunch of them and see what you can get. Yeah, let us know. Well, uh, we can definitely send you out a link so you can help you through the process and get you set up for us. Let us know. We will, again, put the code in the description. Anyways, let's get off our sponsor role. Let's get on to the yeah. fantasy thing because we're just at the end of the intro. I hope every single person uh, wins all of their bets this week and their picks and their fantasy matchups. Unless you're playing me or David. What do you have to say before we leave, David? Please follow us on Instagram. I'm actually trying now. Come on. Ha! Okay, I like that. Let's end on that one. Peace. Peace.